0: Content warning. During this episode, we talk about a few triggering things that happen both in the movie as well as the book. Those include bullying, mental health illnesses, misogynistic behaviors, teenage suicide, drug use, underage drinking, homophobia, pedophilia, sexual abuse, rape, and violence. If any of these are triggering for you, please don't listen to this episode. Be safe.
1: Welcome to Snake and the Lion podcast. This week you're talking about The Perks of Being a Wildflower,
0: the movie. Yeah, the movie. Well, we can like incorporate the book sometimes, but it's mostly. We, you can. I can. You have the book. Yeah. So do you want to explain really quick? Yes. The Perks of Being a Wildflower is a coming of age movie about this boy called Charlie and his two best friends called Sam and Patrick. And they go through some shits. And yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. So i um, I can start by saying that this is my favorite movie, probably ever. Um, and I don't know. Do 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 you want to start like with questions or something? Because I can try and answer them if you have any.
1: Okay. So before I start with the questions, let's say there was. I think it was my second time watching the movie because I remember some parts. So I think I watched it before, but...
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I have a lot of questions, because I didn't pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. I've watched it, like, 12 times during, like... Yeah.
1: Okay, so... Was he abused or not?
0: (laughs) Yes. I think so. He was, in fact, abused by his aunt. That's why he keeps having, like, flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Something happens that, like makes, like, a memory that is suppressed come to the surface, so, like, at the end, when he's kissing Sam, and they go, she starts, like, touching his thigh, that's the thing that makes that final memory come out, that his aunt did something shitty to him, and that's when he's like, oh my god, did I kill Aunt Ellen, and did I want her to die, you know, that he finally understands what really happened, because you have other moments during the movie, so, like, when, who was it, Patrick? When he finds Patrick and Brad, and Patrick says, this will be our little secret. And he has this flashback of him, like, eight years old, talking with his aunt. And the aunt he's like, this will be our little secret. Look at your sister, she's, she's fast asleep, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, don't tell her something,
1: whatever she said. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Wow, That's I was very confused.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand that that's what happened. You know, I think they might understand that there was, like, a pedophilia in the movie with Sam and, like, the <laughs> boss, you know. I don't know if you zoned out on that part, but, <laughs> but there was a part where Sam was saying that her first kiss was with her. She was 11 and it was with her dad's boss. So that's pedophilia. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But I don't think many people actually understand that Charlie was abused by his aunt when he was, like, eight years old or maybe even younger.
1: Sorry, I was doing a whole movie, like, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was thinking about it, it. was like, maybe I'm just, like, wrong. I, I can be wrong. And then in the end, like, that happened. I was like, or oh, maybe not. <laughs> but I wasn't sure. So I was like, I'm going to ask Daniela.
0: I think what makes Ellen or and Ellen such a good, like, villain. Not villain, but like almost like the evil character of the movie is that he makes her see he, Charlie as he's talking about her aunt. He's always like, Oh, and Ellen was like the best person ever, and she did all of these things for me, and she teach me this and that, you know. So it makes you sympathize with like his aunt so fucking much. You're like, Oh my god, she was such a great person, and then yeah. it just keeps getting darker and darker, and you're like, mm, Was she? <laughs> Yeah, because I think there's a part that he says she was the
1: only one that understood my feelings or something like that. Yeah. Or why I feel this way or something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think because we have a lot of like mentions for Charlie having been like institute inst. Oh my god, institutionalized. I don't know how to say this word. <laughs> Being in like a mental health institution. Yeah. Um, like, you have references during the movie where the, like, oh, I know, at the end of the movie when he's, like, in the psychic ward and he says that he can't be there, his parents can't pay for it, that he's been there when he was little and his parents can't afford it, so that implies that he was there when he was, like, a child, so Mm -hmm. he's, like, all throughout his life, he's been institutionalized. Oh, my fucking God, I can't say this word. Institutionalized.
1: I'm not, I'm not going to try. Like
0: It's so fucking hard. Uh, <laughs> institutionalized. Because you have, so, like, when he was little, then you have, after his friend killed himself, and then you have, obviously, after he figures out what happened to him when he was little.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, poor guy.
1: Okay, so another question. Which emotions do you think do you take out of this movie? Mm.
0: Right, what emotions I take out of this movie? So many emotions. Yeah, I I,
1: I wrote at least four just
0: because. (laughs) Okay. I can say just one, so. So there's some. There's feelings of not fitting in, anywhere, but then you have, like, when you meet Sam and Patrick, you have feelings of finally belonging somewhere, and happiness, and feeling, like, infinite, you know, let's say that, (laughs) I feel infinite, and then, of course, at the end, you have feelings of despair, and anger, and... uh, I don't know. It's such an emotional movie. It's really like a f- emotional roller coaster all throughout the movie. <laughs> and I in in the book where is the book Oh, <laughs> the book. Um, it is divided into, I think it's four parts. Let me see. I don't remember if it's four or three. I'm trying. Hello. Four. Yeah. The movie. The, the movie. The book is divided into four parts. And it's like the first part is the flowers and daisies and rainbows. Everything's fucking fine. You get, like, the time... or You get, obviously, like, bad moments when you find out that his friend killed himself and all of that. But it's mostly happy. Because it's... Uh-huh. He met Sam and Patrick. And then as the, mo- as the book moves on, it just keeps getting darker and darker and darker and darker. And, like, on the movie, you don't see that, like, as... Like predominantly, but you can mm-hmm. tell there's a shift, and I would say the shift is like when he starts dating Mary Elizabeth. He, oh, yeah, from then on, it just gets dark <laughs> when,
1: when he kisses Sam in front of his girlfriend because he didn't have the boss to break up with her.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, that scene was. Quite
1: something. Yeah. For me I wrote I wrote Love, Grief, Happiness and Pain. It was like for me the main ones. Like there's more, but it was the main ones. Like Yeah, I agree. Um and I, one thing that I did like on, on this movie was like the raw emotion they cut from the movie. And like the actors were really good anyways, so yeah. that was a really good job. Yeah, but other true. than other than that, for me it was like the typical movie they watch when you were a teenager. Yeah. But there was a difference from the other ones because there's a, there's a lot of movies, like, kind of, they try to do the same, let's say, like, teenager movies. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I liked was the whole movie. It showed, like, both parts of of his life, Charlie's life. There was, like, the school part and, like, at home. Mm-hmm. Because usually, when it's, like, this kind of, like, school kids, his bullied, blah, blah they focus more in the school life than the personal life, and then the plot twist is just like the personal life. Yeah, yeah. Like his, his dad used to beat them or whatever is the plot twist. And here it's even darker than usually it is, so I did like that part because it was different from like what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, about the characters I was going to say now, uh, another thing that I realized because of 16 as well, not because of 16, I, I realized before, but like she talked about it when I was reading my notes like rereading my notes and, just, and I was like yeah maybe I should mention that like the group of friends uh, like Sam Patrick and then he met
0: Mary the, other Mary the other
1: and the other guy
0: Alice and Bob
1: yeah yeah like that group that they were all together yeah usually, they're also different but like they fit so well and I did like that because usually usually the type of movie that you see is like the cheerleader that dates with the other one and not that much of the part that no one cares about, you know, like the group that doesn't fit anywhere, but they fit well together, you know?
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of it. That's why they all became such great friends is because what makes you a wallflower, a wallflower is something that you, like, I don't know if you know this, but a wallflower is something that you don't really notice. It's a flower that normally is very hidden, so you almost—it's almost invisible, you know, in a way. So these mm-hmm. people, what makes them wallflowers is the fact that they don't belong with the popular crowd, let's say, to the normal people, normal kids. Mm-hmm. And they, because they have other interests, maybe they've been through some shit, which most of them have been through, quite a bit. Even like Mary Elizabeth has been through some rough stuff as well. So all of that trauma. <laughs> In a way, it's what connects them and what makes them all flowers. I would say, but yeah, I agree with you in the runners of the per- of the characters completely. But they did get a great cast. So like Charlie is portrayed by the dude that played in Percy Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, Logan. I don't know if it's his last name. Is it like Lerman or Learman? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> his last name. Okay. Uh, But the guy from Percy Jackson, obviously Emma Watson, we've seen her like all of her childhood. And Ezra Miller is, Ezra Miller, which plays Patrick, he has been in in a lot of the superhero movies. So I think he's in like Justice League and that type of movie.
1: Yeah, I I don't know their names, like their real names, but I have seen movies with all the actors there. So I was like, okay, this is going to be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I only know the, the names of the three main characters, which, I mean,
1: Yeah.
0: you were about to know once. I mean, I think everyone knows Percy Jackson and, like, Harry Potter, you know. It's easy to <laughs> recognize these characters. And, yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> if you don't recognize them, you have some problemas.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. But uh, they also have other great main characters who... So they have Nina Dobrev as well yes i was happy happy <laughs> yeah candace i wanted to ask you what did, what did you think of candace as a sister
1: i mean yeah. she, she was the, she was i think she was the typical sister like she cares but she doesn't show that she cares until like everything is fucked up
0: yeah yeah i agree
1: I think she, she... Okay, wait. This sounded bad. Not the typical sister. I'm just saying that everyone is <laughs> like that. But, like, from the movies. From the, the
0: typical screen movie sister.
1: Yeah. yeah, sister. Like, she cares, but she doesn't give a fuck until, like, something happens.
0: I think she cares about her brother, but she cares more, more about her reputation at school. Seeing as, like, you can't even sit with this sister, you know? It's like a bit... Okay get over yourself yeah um he's older brother though we don't see him in, in the movie all that much i don't even think we see oh we see them once i think uh we don't even know his name in the movie i think but his name is chris is uh charlie's older brother and in the book it is described as such a good big brother like he teached charlie how to fight when he was being, like, beaten up by bullies. So he teached him boxing, so he could defend himself. And it's just, in the book, he's just described as, like, this big role model for Charlie, almost. Mm -hmm. He's, like, the best big brother, and he really loves him. And, obviously, he misses him a lot now that he's, like, at university, and he doesn't see him as much. So I think it's, like, quite interesting to see that contrast between between the two brothers. Mm Because Charlie is the youngest.
1: Yeah, no, now it makes sense because, you know, the fight scene that he, he I mean, that was amazing because yeah. he blacked out, like, what happened yeah. and explains how he can fight because I was a bit like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I thought you could be a bit confused about that. But yeah, that explains that, why he could, like, take down everyone. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing he says, touch my friends again and I'll blind you. Wow, yeah. aggressive. <laughs> oh, but that was a good scene, actually. I, I I wanted to ask you if you thought that... So, like, after he kissed Sam instead of his girlfriend, and they got, like, separated because he fucked uh-huh. up, and to, till the scene, he punched the, these guys defending Patrick, and they all became best friends again. Did you think the becoming best friends again was too abrupt? Or did you think he was like enough time
1: no i think he had enough time because it seems throughout that little break of being friends that they it was like after a few weeks or at least yeah yeah. so because he he was calling her and he she was saying oh don't call anymore um at this point i'm just like um how do you say it? um oh. i forgot the word do you know
0: in portuguese
1: no, I don't remember in, in any of the languages I speak.
0: <laughs> well, that makes it a bit more difficult.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, I'm going to try to explain. I just don't remember. Okay. He was feeling pity, like oh. sorry for him already. Like he was so like begging. Yeah, begging. He was begging. <laughs> <laughs> hello thank you <laughs> he was begging to like to speak with her basically at this point and she, she was like can you stop like
0: yeah 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 I think it was like she, she felt so yeah. grateful for him to have defended her brother when she couldn't and no one else was doing anything they were just letting it happen basically what mm-hmm. happens at school
1: no, but that was Sam I was saying about his girlfriend he was trying oh. to speak with his girlfriend he oh, was really? calling
0: yeah, Mary Elizabeth. You know, she got a university boyfriend. She doesn't give a shit anymore. She doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was only asking because to me it felt a bit abrupt. But in the book, you have like a full, like so many chapters until they they become like friends again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like long overdue that they finally because you feel like his despair. It keeps getting worse when he's not with them. So it, like, yeah. yeah. So in the book, especially like they don't show that as much in the mu in the movie, but like he starts making uh, making starts taking more drugs. So like in the movie, you have the part where he eats the brownie, like his first time getting high, but in the in the movie, uh, uh, Jesus in the book in the book. <laughs> in the book he starts taking LSD and smoking cigarettes as well. So like oh. yeah, he is a He says in one part that he's up to 10 cigarettes a day, which is not that much, but it's also not that little, you know?
1: Mm, I mean, it's a little bit too much. I mean, I don't smoke, but I think a normal person that smokes, they smoke between like three and five per day um, cigarettes. I think 10, it's already like a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about music? The soundtrack Uh of this movie is everything. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Good. I love nineties music. Amazing. Yeah. I did like the songs but I didn't
1: Google like to know the names or anything. Uh
0: I think the main ones that you should know is uh the the song from the tunnel is called Heroes by David Bowie. Mm-hmm. And the one that he puts in the mixtape twice is is a Asleep by The Smiths, which is like, I love that song so much, honestly. Yeah. so good. And the other one that you might recognize was when they were dancing. Like, right at the beginning, there was some type of dance. I don't even know what that dance was, to be honest. I can't remember. Like, Homecoming or something? Probably not. But they were all dancing together, like Sam and Patrick were doing the living room routine or something like that. And that song that was playing was like, Come on Aileen or something like that. The one, come on, Aileen. Da, da, oh, yeah, da, da, yeah, yeah. Da. Yeah, so, like, that's... I don't know who sings that, though. Yeah, no, I, I know the song. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about the scene when, after Patrick, like, well, after Patrick and Brett broke off... Broke up? <laughs> I can't say. Um. <laughs> <that>. uh, <laughs> And he's like he's he starts every... Uh, Charlie would say that, like, when he takes him for a ride on his car, that Patrick would start every night feeling really excited, and it's it's night, and, it, like, he feels on the top of the world, and then he comes crashing down as the night goes on, and he starts drinking. And the scene where Patrick, like, all of a sudden kisses Charlie, I thought that was so well done. Because Charlie yeah. is a straight guy. Like there's no indication of him liking guys, there's, even in the book, like, he's, you can see, like, his love interests, is very, like, girls, 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 you know, so he's, supposedly, he's a straight guy, It but what I like about that scene is that he doesn't freak out, Charlie's so chill, he's like, it's okay, it's okay, like, he understands where Patrick came from, and why he did what he did, not because he liked him, because it was, like, I don't know, it was, like, a surge of the moment thing, it was, like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, like, better, but I feel like his reaction was very good. Like,
1: Patrick and Sam were, like, Charlie's first or, like, closest friends that he had, like, his whole life, besides his big brother and, like, you know. Uh, So, I think, like, his reaction comes from there, like, he he felt like it was okay to say, like, no, I don't like it. Like he had, he like they had the intimacy to do it. While probably, if he was a guy that he just met, probably he'd be like, oh wait. Like he probably will be a nice guy, but he'll but be more defensive about it, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's good to see that kind of reaction, especially at the time the movie was released. You know.
0: It was released in 2012, I think. Twelve. But the movie is about the 90s, like, it takes place in 1991 and 1992. So, mm-hmm. like, it's even more shocking for the time the movie takes place, you know? Yeah. But yeah. And on that note, I don't know what else to add. Oh, the, the, when, it, when they're doing Secret Santa... And Charlie gives a present to everyone, even though the, he wasn't supposed to. The Bob, the like, the dude with the drugs, like, that gives drugs to him, like, brownies and stuff. Mm-hmm. He just has, like, a, a bubble blower, and he's like, he knows me. He really <laughs> knows me. <laughs> I just thought that was so wholesome, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> it was so cute. Okay.
1: I think it was really sweet as well, like, when they offered um, Charlie a suit, yeah, like one day you're going to be a writer, you need like one of these. That that was really cute yeah, because yeah. they're like, you're going to live you know, yeah, kind yeah. of but in a in between the lines thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they believe in him. I think that's mostly what like what it means. They really believe mm. that he can write if he wants to. It was so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I really like that. it was a really nice present yeah and the typewriter that same gave her gave him, like wow yeah yeah i think there's just one character we haven't talked about and i want to talk about he doesn't appear as much in the movie but he's very important in the book and that is Hmm. the english teacher
1: (gasps) oh yeah no but I noticed, like, in the beginning, because he's always, like, giving him books and, like, being like, okay, you, you're going to be a great writer, or whatever he says.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so his name is... Excuse me, I totally know his name by heart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's not checking her notes or anything.
0: No, no, you know the thing is that in the book, he rarely calls the teacher by his last name. And in the movie, we don't even know his first name. We only know his last name. So, I, I like, the book right now is so much more recent in my head than the movie that I, I'm like, what is his last name? <laughs> uh, it's called Bill Anderson is the name of the teacher. Bill Anderson. Mr. Bill Anderson. Um, I don't know. It's such a great... It reminds me a lot of the teacher from... In a way, not totally, but it kind of reminds me of the teacher from that poet society. You know? Have you seen that one, Club dos Poetas Mortos? You um, oh, haven't seen it? Oh my god, we gotta! Do I, I don't episode. think so. Oh my god, with uh, what's his name, the dude that does the voice of Genie in Aladdin, what's his name? William, Robert Williams. Oh my god, Beatriz, we got, we have to do a, we have to do an episode on uh, poet Society, and I know exactly the perfect guest for that episode. My friend Vanessa is obsessed. And when I say obsessed, she, like, did a, an oral presentation in Portuguese class for, like, on the last year. And it was supposed to be five minutes. It was 22 minutes. Just talking about that both society. I mean that type of obsessed. It's her favorite movie of all time. She... Oh, we need to do that. And it's such okay. a good movie. I swear. I think you're... I mean, it's such a, it's a good movie for Slytherins, you're probably not, is probably not gonna be our favorite movie ever, but you know, it is very good, it's like, it's a very, it's not super old, but it's, it's old-ish, it's like from the 80s maybe, I don't know, but it is like, I think that movie set a cultural, like, reset on society at the time, so it is important, we need to do that, I need to add that to our list so we don't forget. To do that in the future. Oh, my God. Vanessa's going to go crazy. She's going to be, like, so happy that we're going to do about that. Um, okay. And but, she's
1: going to be in the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, definitely. We definitely need her for that episode. She's just going to take over the podcast in that episode. You'll see.
1: <laughs> I mean, she's welcome to. That's why we have guests. Because someone knows more about that than we do. So
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. And she's, uh, she's studying journalism. So, she knows how to speak. Like... See, I'm trying to say something, and I don't know, but it's proving my point. Uh, I I was trying to say, "Al contrario de nós." How do you say that? Okay. (laughs) Al contrario de nós.
1: Unlike us?
0: Uh, Yes. Thank you. English. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was trying to say so she knows how to speak. And like us, like I proved. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, but yeah, uh, well, you haven't seen the movie, so this isn't a good match, like a good comparison to make. But believe mm-hmm. me, when you see that movie, keep that in mind uh, that Mr. Bill Anderson uh, reminds reminds me a bit of the teacher from That Poet Society. Okay, but that is a compliment, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he appears a bit in the movie, but in the book, he's so present. Like, he's so... Like, he and Charlie create this such, like, beautiful friendship between each other. Like, between teacher and student. And it's so such a strong connection that uh, Charlie even goes celebrate a holiday with his teacher at some point. I don't remember if it's, like, Easter or something like that. But I know that he goes, like, to his house, meets his wife, meets, like, his little kid in everything, you know, they really make this big connection, and you can tell, like, Charlie needed someone like that for his life as well, yeah. especially at the end when he said, like, you you were the best teacher I ever had, you know, he gives him a big hug in the movie, and it's like, I don't know, I think he's such a good, uh, like, adult figure, almost, because it's not like his parents are, are bad, per se, but they're not very present, you know? yeah. And I mean
1: it's the only adult figure figure that he has in school.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's present for him and like it was there for him like all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of sweet because he you he, before he made his friends he didn't have anyone because his only friend friend committed suicide. So yeah, he was he was a very important person in his life being in a book or out of the book like if they don't show that much in the in the yeah. movie
0: i mean they, but show, he would... they show a fair amount but it's still not as much but i i understand why they didn't like show mm. everything you know they couldn't do like a three hour long movie
1: I mean, I do understand, because they do show, like, enough for people, like, okay, like, he cares about him, because, oh, this book is mine, like, my favorite yeah. book from when I was a kid, or whatever he says, my and he copy. gives the book to him, yeah, he he gives the book to him, so that shows, like, he cares, otherwise he wouldn't give his book for, from, like, when he was a kid, you yeah, know?
0: Yeah, yeah, he gave him How to Kill a Mockingbird, I think, and, <clears throat> let me see. Oh, no, it wasn't. I don't think it was Out to Kill a Mockingbird. It was The Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, that was the one he gave him. That was his, like, only copy. And in the book, it says that Charlie read it three times. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think partially it was because he was very bored, because he was on Christmas holidays, and his friends, like Sam and Patrick, wouldn't be there for the holidays. I think they went to visit, like, their parents, so Sam went to visit her shitty dad and he went to visit like his mama or whatever. I don't know. Because they're mm-hmm. all brothers, you know? So yeah, so I think partially it was boredom, but also I mean you can read the book three times like in a row without liking it. Yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Can I just say how Sam literally just said to Charlie that they couldn't be more than friends? Because she had the dickhead of a boyfriend that we never know who he is because he's never around. Craig. Did she kiss uh, Charlie while she was still with her boyfriend that is never around?
0: Yes, yes, she did. <gasps> but don't worry, Craig was cheating mm. on her from the beginning of the relationship, so it was only fair.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but still, <laughs> he should be with Charlie, not with Craig.
0: I know, I mean, they did get there at the end, you know
1: yeah but still
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think if they would have gotten together right away it would have been like against the purpose almost you know because he needs to be excluded from his friend group to get worse and worse again you know there's like a part when he's writing his typewriter it says i think i'm getting better again and it's i think it's after is, like, separated from his friends. So I think he needed that to relieve, in a way, I think, in a way, he needed that to relieve his past and get rid of it, get rid of his trauma, you know? Because if he doesn't remember what happened, or doesn't, like, remembers but doesn't understand it, then Mm -hmm. he's never gonna get over it, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think, in a way, it was necessary. But, yeah. Now before we finish this even though this is my favorite movie obviously I know it has its flaws it, nothing is perfect in the, perfect perfect oh my god perfect in this world see this is what I mean when I say we can't speak we just can <laughs> uh, you know hablo. yeah you knowblo English um, everything everything nothing is perfect was what I was trying to say uh, anyways yeah <laughs> anyways, this obviously has flaws, and one of them, which I didn't even notice until someone pointed it out to me, was that there is no black character like no there's not one single black character in this movie <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> Yeah. That's really, really bad. But yeah, I didn't even notice. And I watched the movie like 12 times and I had, hadn't noticed it. <laughs> you know?
1: That's so bad. <laughs> we didn't notice. It's as bad as like they didn't have anyone
0: there. Exactly. Exactly. It's so bad from both ends. Like one that we didn't notice at all until someone points it out. And that they didn't, just didn't include it. You know? That's really yeah. bad really bad i don't know if if it's because the movie takes place in the 90s but even then it wouldn't make any sense like just put a black kid there please like make i don't know make alice black you know or make bob black who cares like skin color doesn't define personality so
1: exactly
0: (laughs) and i don't even know if they like in the book they could go like oh but in the book they're like this and like this but like i don't even think like some like, minor characters, like Bob, I don't even think we have, a like, a like a description of Bob.
1: I mean, not all the books ha- has, like, a description, especially when it comes, like, to skin, you, you know, like, color. Like, they usually say, like, the personality, or like, oh, they're, like, his eyes are blue and his hair is, like, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you know... <laughs>
0: Uh, exactly, I agree. There's like a, a common mistake, uh, a common, not mistake, a common like thing in Harry Potter where for Hermione, uh, everyone just assumes that she's white, right? The character, like Ar- Ar- Hermione. But in reality, in the book, we they never say ki- her skin color. She, uh, the only description Harry gives of Hermione is that she has bushy hair. Bushy hair? Bushy. Oh, wait, how do you say this? Bushy hair? And, like, big teeth is the only thing we know about her. About, like, her physical oh, appearance. How she looks. Yeah. And, like, everyone can have bushy hair. So in mm-hmm. fan fiction, normally, in, like, fan art, they... Like, the majority of the people who draw fan art draw her as a black woman. And Harry... Oh, really? Yeah. And they draw Harry black as well because, supposedly, oh, uh, his dad is Indian. So he would have, like, a mixed yeah exactly yeah but everyone just wants to believe that these people are just white when it's so far from the truth you know it doesn't we don't really know we don't have proof but we shouldn't just assume that people are white just because it suits us exactly wow that was a quote wow wow (laughs) wow I just sounded so smart there. Wow. Can you
1: listen the fireworks?
0: <laughs> the fireworks?
1: It was a joke.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "What is 24th of November again? Tell me what." <laughs> I got so confused. Uh, but yeah, so that's one of the vlogs. <laughs> the other is the quote that they just throw in there for some. Yeah, you said the
1: 24th year. of November.
0: Yeah, Guy Fawkes, isn't that like. Or, or is it 6th of November? I don't know. I don't know. There's a day in the UK where they just throw fireworks for like two weeks straight and it's the most annoying thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's the one where like they celebrate because they they burned the man alive that was the, making. The,
1: oh, I was him. thinking about the bonfire.
0: Yeah, that's but that's what they're commemorating. It's a, bo- yeah, a guy yeah. Fikes, guy Fikes, Gal Fox. I don't know. I I
1: don't know. I don't know the date. I don't remember. I know that's like around uh, beginning of uni because it's a right when
0: we go there. Yeah, anyways, I think it's in. It must be in beginning of. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, the other flaw is that the like the the phrase they just throw in there for. No fucking apparent reason. It's not, I don't think it's even in the book. To be honest, I can't remember. And I tried to look for it, and I couldn't find it. So I don't think it's even in the book. They just threw it there just to be quirky. And for seven years that I've been watching th- this movie, I still don't understand it. It is <laughs> when they're all in Big Boy, or as they call it in the book, King or something, the burger place. Uh, and, and Sam just says... Uh, and Sam just says... Charlie, I'm not a bulimic. I'm a bulimist. Which which means she believes yeah. in bulimia. Like, what? Yeah. What was the necessity? <laughs> Why? Like, it would have been good if they did that, if they went on to explore she having bulimia. But they never did mm-hmm. it. It was just a throwaway phrase. Like, what? Hello? Are you good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, that wasn't really cool. But that was, like, the two things I could think of then. I'm good in this movie. But everything has flaws, as we said.
1: Well, I do agree with you, what, what, what you said, and... It's not that I hate the movie, it's just I wouldn't watch the movie again.
0: Okay. I think, unless you have anything else to add, I think we are ready to finish this episode. I will finish it just by saying that quote, amazing quote that People, wait! I need to find the code first.
1: <laughs> you yeah, have some problems.
0: <laughs> I found it. <laughs> My memory is very bad. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking sorry. Yeah, literally. It's even worse. Um, the f- amazing quote: "We accept the love we think we deserve."
1: Okay. That's lies, we don't finish the episode like that, not, not the quote, the quote is fine, yeah, that's lies, we finish by rating the fucking movie.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I was just saying, because you wanted to add anything, that was the last thing I wanted to add, in terms of no. the movie itself. No, yeah, I just
1: wanted to add the rating.
0: Okay, okay, uh, remind me, are we doing from 1 to 10 or 1 to 5, I forgot, <laughs> 1 to 10, right? Yeah,
1: okay. 0 to 10. Because you can give zero.
0: Okay. Well, to me, it's a 10. It would be a bit hypocritic, hypocritical. Whatever you say that word. Like, mm-hmm. It would be stupid of me, with this being my favorite movie, not, like, if I didn't give it a 10, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's a 10.
1: For me, it's a 7. Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty. That's more than I think you would give it, actually.
1: Well, I mean, it's a good movie. I just It's not my type of movie, movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. We all... Like, I wanted to bring this up, actually. Beatrice and I were, were argumenting, like, earlier today, that uh, movies have to do... Like, you can choose your favorite movies according to your Hogwarts house. And I was saying, oh, obviously th- I didn't expect this to be your favorite movie. You're a Gryffindor. Of course this isn't your favorite movie. I would expect your favorite movie to be, like, more action-based. It's, and you agreed with me that your favorite movies are action-based. And I was like, oh, I think Slytherins prefer slice-of-life type of movies, which I, I only can, spe- I can speak for myself, even for our friend Paula, because she's a Slytherin as well. And sh- her favorite movie is About Time, which is slice-of-life as well type of movie. So what do you think about that theory? Do you agree with us? Do you think if you're a Gryffindor, is your favorite movie an action movie? <laughs> or if you're a Slytherin, is your favorite movie a slice-of-life movie? Oh, what do you think would be a Ravenclaw's favorite type of movie? Fiction. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, I
0: agree. Even
1: though I do like fiction, but I like for some reason Game of Thrones is my favorite TV show ever, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's action and fiction together. But yeah, I do, I do, my favorite movies are usually action movies or comedies. Yeah. And when I say action, it's like action mixed with like
0: fiction. Ravenclaw, you would be. S- fiction or science fiction and fantasy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for a Phil maybe romance. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know, maybe. Or would they be just the guys who only watch cartoons? Nah I don't know. I don't know. Let us know. Like if you let us know yeah. <laughs> if you get this far and you're not annoyed with us anymore. Uh yet I mean <laughs> I can't speak today, okay? Give me a break. <laughs> um, let us know in the comments, I guess. There's no comments in Spotify. Let us know on Twitter or on Instagram. There you go. There
1: exactly, because now we have Instagram people.
0: Yeah, or you can also send us an email if you want. We accept emails as well. I don't know yeah. our email, heart. what is our email? A snap. I don't know. A snake, oh, and it's a, lion. a
1: snake and a lion podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, that's our email. Right. So if you want to email us, feel free. Um, and with that, shall we end this? Yes. We'll hear from us in two weeks. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. They are both at a snake and a lion pod. And you can also follow us on Patreon for more extra content, exclusive content, yay, if you want to, of course.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye, see you in two weeks time.